The Podcast Revolution Network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support, success, and to raise new voices to our platform. Our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause. For more information on supporting Podcast Revolution, please visit podrev.org. That's P-O-D-R-E-V dot org. Thank you. Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. And this, my friend, is episode number two, two, four. Oh, yeah. How the hell are you doing? I just want to say hello before we get started. And I also want to thank everybody uh, for the kind words regarding the uh, episode two, two, three. Uh, half were talking about the comedy segments and of course half were talking about the serious piece at the back end and um, thank you very much for your stories I really really appreciate it and uh, much love to everybody now I want to talk to you about something pretty cool up here right up front one of the things that annoys me the most and I'm sure you're the same way I mean we're, we're very similar in some ways um, I'm sure you're all also uh, black guys also appro- approaching middle age. So you're you're not all black dudes approaching middle age, really. Let me check the stats. Oh, apparently a lot of you are 18 to 34 and 18 to 54, half men, half women. So so uh, basically by the stats of who's actually listening to me, I've, I've noticed that you are all not black guys approaching middle age so i was wrong about saying that you were black dudes approaching middle age but i'm sure some of you are black dudes approaching middle age and even if there are not a bunch of black dudes approaching middle age which i know there are i just want to say for the record it doesn't matter because i my friend am a black guy approaching middle age and that's who you're listening to right now you bastards all right okay i got a little weird there didn't i okay let me ask you a question is it does it annoy you as much as it annoys me when people start to try to take credit for crap that they had nothing to do with, that crap bothers the crap out of me. It's annoying and I hate it. I didn't even, the first time it really happened to me uh, was when I was hanging out with a friend, some friends of mine. And one of my friends used to always come to me, pull me to the side and ask me for advice about crap. And then I would give this guy advice and then he would go to other people and give them the advice that I gave him thinking I was giving advice to him and he was taking the advice that I gave to him and giving it to them and saying it was him giving them advice when it was really me giving advice to them through him that bastard a lot of times I'd see some of my friends who were about to do something dopey not do the dopey thing and I'm going nah that's really cool my friend was about to do something dopey and it chose not to do the dopey thing that's great man Normally, that's the kind of thing they would probably call me about. Oh, they didn't call me because this bastard got to them first and then got to me first and got to me and got to them and made them think it was him. But it was really me, that bastard. And then everybody's still coming up to me. You know, normally I would bother you with this kind of crap. But I told blah, blah, blah first because he was around when it happened. And, you know, normally I wouldn't even ask him for advice because he usually gives bad advice. But, you know, he's been giving some pretty good advice lately. Oh, has he? Oh, well, why don't you keep asking him for advice? <laughs> now I know the bastard was taking and friggin' credit for my good advice. So all of a sudden the bastard started getting asked for advice and he'd come to ask me for advice. And I gave him not so good advice. 
And then he went back to those bastards and gave them not so good advice. And they'd hear that his advice sucked and they'd call me and I'd give them the good advice and then it would work out. And he came to me and he said, but you told me. And I said, yes, I told you and you told them, but you told them that you told them, but you didn't tell them that I told you. And then you told them, you bastard. Trying to take credit for my good advice, you bastard. And you know what I did after that? I drop kicked him. <laughs> I did not drop kick him. I don't do that to people. <laughs> when I'm in better shape by the end of the year, I'm drop kicking everybody. Even people that don't deserve to be drop kicked, I'm drop kicking them. Why? Because I'll be in good shape and I'm going to say nothing personal. I just haven't been able to do this in a while. And then I'll drop kick them. They're going to go, hey, man, you drop kicked me. You must be in pretty good shape now. And I'll say thank you. And I'll help them back up and drop kick them again. And then they're going to go, you know, I was accepting the first drop kick, but the second drop kick was a little gratuitous. And I'd say, you know what? I'm sorry about that. And then I'll drop kick him again for being smart mouth. <laughs> I'm not going to do any of that. <laughs> the reason I, I even brought this up is, is that I, I don't like when people try to take credit or milk off of something someone else did. I hate that crap. You know, I was watching something on, I forgot where, which social media site it was, but it was somebody who was sitting there and they were talking about, you know, an, a relative that was so far, it was removed from them by generations. And instead of just telling the story of what their great relative did and saying, trying to inspire people by using their relative as an example, they tried to take all of the relatives' good works and attach it to them like they had something to do with it and then that you're supposed to follow them. Not follow the example of the person who did do something great, but follow them. They were like my friend, trying to suck off the advice or suck off the shine for themselves. Oh, hell no. You know, my great, 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 grandfather was Abraham Lincoln. And I would just like to say that he freed the slaves. And I would like to say, black people, you can line up at five o'clock to thank me for freeing the slaves. That's right. In fact, because you're free now and you've been free a while because of my Grandfather, you should all line up and give me one dollar. There is approximately 40-something million black people in the world, well, not the world, in the country, United States, 40-something, 45, 48, whatever it is. But I feel that you should all give me a dollar a month for being free that's right i should make 45 million dollars a month why because my grandfather was the one that freed you that's right okay it wasn't that bad but it was somebody trying to milk trying to take shine off of somebody and they had nothing to do with it just imagine if people just decided to take stuff that happened in the past and tried to use that to take advantage of people right now. Imagine that kind of crap, huh? Imagine if your mother did that and you're like a, you're a grown person with your own life. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she showed up at your house with a lawyer and some documents for you to sign. Hi, honey. Hey, mom. What's going on? I said, oh, well, I didn't even know you were in town. You should have called me. I would have picked you up at the airport. Oh, no, that's okay. I'll, I'll have plenty of money after this. 
money. You're doing well. Oh, no, I'm doing fine, but I feel that I should have more money. Now that you're very, very successful. Oh, thanks. You're raising me. Did you get that lawyer? He actually just said it was my, I'm, I'm the one that helped him become successful. Did you, did you get that? Well, as a matter of fact, I did write that down. I'm actually recording this so we can't say that we didn't say it. Fantastic. Um, what the hell is going on here? Oh, no, 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 no. We'll ask the questions, bastard. Bastard. That's why she said bastard. Okay, now, you say for a fact that the way I raised you made you successful. Well, yeah, you know, you you know, you raised me to believe in myself and, you know, you, 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 know, you put me through school and everything and, you know, and after dad died... Uh, under mysterious circumstances, and I want to talk to you about that, by the way, because I don't, I don't believe he stabbed himself in the back of the neck three times, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I think that, uh, well, let's just, we'll leave that out of there for right now. But what I'm saying is, you know, um, you helped me go through school, you, you nurtured me and all that kind of stuff. So what you're saying is I'm an integral part in everything you've ever done successful. Well, I, I guess it, most kids can say that their parents were, you know, were heavy influences. Mm-hmm. Are you getting this? I'm definitely getting it. I have, of course, redacted the part about you stabbing your husband. Um, what, what, what? Not that I, I didn't stab him. Oh, that's right. I mean, uh, 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 him accidentally stabbing himself in the knife, with a knife in the back of the neck three times and yelling in your voice, uh, take that, you bastard. The neighbors say it was my voice, but I, I was out of town technically. Yes, you were out of town, baby. We had a great time. Shh. I tore that ass. Shh. He's in the sun's right here. Oh, I mean, I, 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 I definitely did not plot to kill your dad with, with your mom because I was drilling her. What? No, nothing, nothing. You shut up. I'll do the talking. <laughs> anyway, son, continue. To continue telling me how I, I'm, I'm uh, the reason that you're successful. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, m you know, most people can can trace their success back to their upbringing and, and things of that nature. You know, without you and dad, and I want to talk to you about dad. Really, I really want to talk now. Uh, you too, buddy, Mister Lawyer. I, I, I didn't do anything. I, I definitely didn't hold him down. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's not what's important. Cut that part out. Don't worry. I, I, had, I had the pause button down. None of that got recorded. Um. <laughs> so could you continue, please? Uh, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with the rest of that later. What? What? Uh, look, but the point is, yes, you're very, very integral part of my uh, success. Right. So what you're saying is, all the money you're making right now, you could not have made any of this money if it wasn't for me. I mean, it's not like you. I mean, you put me through school, but I mean, it's not like you. You know. Not like you show up at the office every day and, you know, did all of that kind of stuff. But what you're saying is I laid the foundation and without me, none of that could have happened. Is that correct in speaking to the microphone? Uh, I mean, if you extrapolate it, I, I guess to fantastic. So basically of the $140,000 you're making, uh, you've put a little, I think I should get about 40,000 of that. What? I mean, did you, did you or did you not read it back to him? It says here that he says you're an integral part of him becoming successful. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't mean that you can... We're asking the questions here. Also, here's a, here's an itemized list of things that I want to be repaid for. Room and board? What the hell? There's an extra nine months on here. I mean, I left house to go to college when I was 18 it says room and board for 18 years and 9 months what the hell is that oh so you don't think me carrying you is room and board did you live in my belly yeah I mean the, the gestation period yeah I was like, so you admit the 9 months there right 
Okay, he admitted it. I got it on film. The hell are you talking? Just shut up. We're talking. So, and, and would, would you or not say that the living inside of my belly, I nurtured you in my belly, protected you in my belly? Yeah. Okay, write that down. Protection services. Protection services? What the hell? Did, what are you talking about? And d- did you starve while you were in my belly? Well, obviously not. So you had room, board, protection, and food. Put down chef services. What the hell? Chef services? You know, via the umbilical cord. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? Oh, nothing's wrong with me. We just we just want to we want to do what's right. Did you get that? I got it all. OK. And um, let's see. Damage the property. Damage the property. Did you see my vagina after you were born? Um, I'm about to throw up. I almost threw up when I saw it myself. I told the doctor to keep that damn shield up. I didn't need to see that crap. Oh, this is getting real weird. Really weird. Yeah, is that weird enough? Yeah, we're not done here yet. Could you guys leave? We're not leaving yet. We haven't come up with the itemized bill yet. Okay, and I put you through school. That was $190,000. And let's see. Bully protection, because you were really, you were really a bit, a bit of a douchebag in school. I had to keep bullies from keeping, from kicking your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, and when you found your dad on the floor dead, and you went, oh, God, dad, oh, God, dad, you were screaming in my ear, and you startled me, and I had heart palpitations, I had to go to the hospital, and the ambulance ride was 500 and um, the, and I didn't have insurance at the time, so that was about $9,000, and you added up, I've got it all, so, okay, and my trip here, because you just should have just given me the money, my plane ticket for myself and, and Jimmy here, why are you blowing kisses at the, at the lawyer, no reason, I know why she blew one kisses. Oh my God! So let's see. You should. Owe, you owe me uh seven hundred thousand dollars. What? And for forty thousand dollars a year. Um, that's not gonna happen. Oh, it's gonna happen. We got it on tape, punk. Now, wouldn't that be weird if your mom showed up at your house like that? Of course it would. <laughs> and I was thinking about that because when people take credit for stuff that he didn't do, it's really, really dumb. You know, I hate when I, you know, even now when you turn on TV, you got the politicians taking credit for crap they didn't do. You know, I voted for the, for the law. Granted, I kind of hid in the bathroom until enough votes accumulated that it was going to pass no matter what I did. And then I abruptly rushed into the room and said yes, so I could take credit for it. Later on, and people couldn't use it against me for campaign ads. I didn't even read the damn thing. <laughs> I'm almost never here. <laughs> My constituents are douchebag idiots. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, man, you know, when, when people take credit for crap that, that they actually had nothing to do with, I think they should be smacked in the mouth. Yeah, that's right. I'm advocating violence. Yeah, okay, I do not advocate violence. Do not smack them in the mouth. That is wrong. And it's insulting to smack a person in the mouth. Please don't do that. What you need to do is drop kick them. Okay, do not drop kick them because that's, that's embarrassing. Stab them. Okay, don't stab people either. Stabbing people is bad. And, and I know that you're too nice of people to actually, you know, stab somebody. Don't do that. Don't do that. Plant drugs in their car and tell the DEA. <laughs> Don't do that either. 
But the only reason I brought this up is because, like I said, it was it was um it was somebody that took credit for something that I did recently. I'm not. This is one of those situations where I'm not actually. It's kind of too fresh for me to actually um, speak on it at this time. But it was something that I did, and somebody took credit for it. And I had to kind of just let them get away with it because if I had a, if I had you know jumped up and decided to take the credit back, I, it would have made me look horrible. And everything, things would have fallen apart and it would have looked like a complete douche. And I don't want to be in those situations where I look like a complete douchebag. But, you know, I was really pissed off. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. You know, you do something, you do something that you think is good and you're trying to help people out. And then somebody swoops in and acts like they did it. That sucks. And quite frankly, the real real reason why I didn't even... uh, jump back in to take credit for it was quite frankly the most important thing to me at that point was that the thing that got done got done and in the grand scheme of things that's the most important part so I don't know and it still kind of bothers me though you know I mean, is that, I mean is that really a bad thing when you do something good for somebody I mean if no one knew about it, it would, I wouldn't even have given it a crap I would have done this thing for somebody and if no one knew that I did about it which is kind of what I wanted in the first place to have the good thing done and have no one know that it, why it happened and then just have the positive things go forward for that person that's what I, that's kind of what I wanted to do because I, I tend to do things like that. You know, when Prince passed away and everybody found out about all the good things he was doing for people and they found out that he did, he did a truckload of good things for people, but he didn't want credit for it. I, I mean, I always, I'm obviously it was like a gigantic fan to begin with, as, as everybody knows, but I, I had, I really, I really thought that was pretty cool, you know, because I do a lot of things now, um, that, that I don't want credit for. But I thought I'm starting to wonder, maybe I kind of do one credit for because there's been things, like I said, that I've done for other people that turned out positive. And I would smile when I walk away knowing that I helped the person and somebody would swoop in. Yeah, I did it. And then I'd be mad. Hmm. So maybe there's a little part of me that kind of did want credit for those things. So I've decided. I changed my mind. My whole philosophy was just help people, man. It doesn't matter if anybody knew that you did the good thing. But from now on, I'm I'm, I'm changing that shit. I'm changing. As soon as I do something good for somebody, I'm calling up. Yo, man, that thing that happened to do today, I'm the reason for that crap, man. You wouldn't wouldn't work for me. That good thing wouldn't happen. Really? Yeah, that's right. So I just want to do me a favor, man. I want you to wear it. I actually have uh, on the way is a T-shirt called and the T-shirt's going to be coming to your house. and It's going to be like it's going to say S. Anthony and then it's going to list all the stuff that I did for you. And then whenever you meet somebody new, I want you to, to write to, to introduce the shirt to them and say, this is S. Anthony. And here's the things that he did for me. And uh, and I want the people to send me an email thanking me for helping you for stuff, because I, I'm, I'm tired of not getting credit for helping people with crap. Now, when I want more credit than I deserve. In fact, if there's some good things that happened to you that I had nothing to do with, I want you to pretend that I had something to do with them because I want credit for that crap, too. Now I decided I'm going to be a complete credit whore. And I'm a, you, let me ask you a question. Um. Did you find any money on the street today? As a matter of fact, I did. I found $20. I put it there for you. You've never been to this city. Doesn't matter. Somehow I got it there. I want credit for that crap. And your wife, you have you have a happy marriage, right? Well, you don't have a happy marriage. You're welcome for helping you meet your wife. 
dude, we didn't become friends until I was already married for three years. That's not that, that, I, I, I'm not trying to hear that crap. You don't realize that I before I said that guy right there three years from now, we're going to be friends. And there's a wonderful lady over there. I'm going to make sure that they meet. And then three years from now, I'm going to become friends with him. I'm going to be I'm that good of a friend to this guy, even though we're not friends yet, that I'm going to set him up with a gorgeous woman who's awesome for him. And then I'm going to befriend him later. You didn't. That's how much of that's how good I am at helping people. I pre help people that I pre know before we're pre friends. <laughs> that got weird, didn't it? Uh, in all seriousness, uh, I, I don't give a shit about getting credit for uh, doing good things. But that, but I'll be honest with you, um, when there was a when there was a dude who took credit for some shit that I did for a few things I did for somebody, I just wanted I wanted I'll be honest with you, I wanted to drop kick his ass, but I didn't drop kick his ass. Now, granted, six months from now when I'm in good shape, I'm walking up and drop kicking him. I'm go, hey man, what's going on? Hey, it's Anthony. What's going? On? Why are you in the running position? Why are you pointing at my chest? Why are you running towards me? Why are you jumping in the air? Why are you vertical? Ow! And he's going to get up. You did that because I took credit for some stuff, didn't you? Yes, that's right. And then I'm going to grab him by his belt in the back like you would do a kid that's about to try to climb in a tree when you told him not to climb into a tree. And I'm going to drag him over to people and I'm going to say, tell him, punk. And he's going to go. Remember that stuff that I said that I did for you? Yes, thank you. I didn't do it as Anthony did it. And then they're going to go, really? You you lied and took credit for stuff that as Anthony did? And he's going to go, yeah, I feel bad about it. And they're going to say, stand right there. And then he's going to go, why are you guys getting into a running position? Why are you guys running toward me? Why did you jump in the air? Why are you both vertical? Ow! Why did you both just drop kick me? Because you deserve to be drop kicked. <laughs> I think this this segment got even weirder. <laughs> so so we don't pass the weirdness quotient of an s anthony says podcast segment we're gonna end this one and move on right to the next one why because i said so ha 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 segment over all right everybody you know uh, by now you all know how old i am i'm 47 years old i'll be turning 48 soon and i feel good and i'm getting and obviously as you also know you probably some of you have seen my Periscope crap and all that other crap and the Instagram crap, and you know that I'm in a state of, you know, I'm, in, you know, I'm working out and eating good and trying to get back in shape and all of that kind of crap. You know that already, blah, blah, blah. But it was really weird. I, was, I, was, I went out to my car to get a bottle of water out of the trunk, and it was dark outside because the trees are so tall right now that they, even though we have street lights on the, on the block and everything, it's like the lights are fine, but the trees have kind of blocked out the street lights. So it's very, very dark. And I saw some kids running around. They were across the street. Some of my neighbor kids, kids were running around, you know, and it's late at night, but it's summertime. So, like, hi, Mr. S. You know, you're like, whose little voices are that? And you see the little kids. Hey, shrimps, how's it going? Hi, Mr. S. Hey, it's Mr. S. Hey, hi, Mr. S. Hey, what's going on, kids? Hey. And at first, you just a tenth, a little tiny part of your brain. What the hell are these kids doing? And then you realize it's summertime. Of course, these kids can stand out, stay out late. It's not that late, but and it's really weird. These kids were just, you know, feeling pure joy. Now they weren't even really doing anything. They were just happy that they were outside. Now, granted, their parents were like sitting on the porch, you know, drinking something. wasn't alcohol, but drinking something and watching them and having a conversation and all of that crap, you know. And everybody's, you know, kids are outside and. 
And the kids were just feeling pure joy from being outside. And you know how it is when you're a kid. Things you can't do or aren't allowed to do, all of a sudden those things become the most important things in the world. You love it. You can't get enough of it. You want, oh, I'm outside. Aha. And the sun's not here. Me out, sundown. Yay. And I remember being that kid himself. I remember being at my grandmother's house. And my grandmother at the time didn't live that far from where my mother was. So it was really no big deal. It was like a treat to stay over at my grandmother's house because my cousin was there. You know, and, you know, we, you know, it was just like, okay, we normally we'd be at my mother's house, but this is a different house. Wait a second. We're at a different house and it's nighttime. Yay. And my grandmother would be sitting there with the window open. She'd be looking out at the TV and she could see me. She could see my cousin and she could see my friend who was on the block, whose, you know, family owned the the corner store and the light was on the corner store. So there was light on that side of the block and there was a street light. We were just happy to be outside. It was great. It was dark, but we were outside. Ooh, it's dark and we're outside. Ooh, as a kid, that's a big deal. Don't go past the tree. Don't go past the corner store. Of course we won't. <laughs> and we run around the block like we weren't supposed to do. The same block that we could easily go around during the day, but it wasn't day. It was night. Yay. And it's really weird how those little tiny things make you happy as a kid. Why? Because kids are dopes. <laughs> I can say that because I have no kids in my audience. <laughs> By the way, if there's any kids in my audience right now, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> you will grow up later on to be listeners and I don't, don't want to pre-piss you off. <laughs> Shut up, don't judge me. I'm, yeah, I'm sucking up, so what? But the point I'm making is you kind of feel, you know, you get a little nostalgia going on. And I remember watching my mother, you know, watching like, you know, songs on the, you know, we have the, those compilation records, you know, from the sixties and, and my mother's, Oh, when I was a kid, Oh, I listened to this. And you're looking at your mother at 10, you know, maybe you're 15 and she's 40 or whatever. And you're looking at her like, really? God, that sucks. Look at what kind of dance steps are those dudes doing? Those dance steps suck. All right, those dance steps are horrible. Real dancing is what we do. You know, we put on baggy clothes. We take a cardboard thing, put it on the ground, and spin on our heads. That's real dancing, Mom, not this crap. How You don't swing your legs in a wild circle and then spin around on your back like a dreidel and spin and spin and spin like a spinning top or a jack. You don't do that, please. That ain't dancing. A bunch of dudes in suits with high-water pants kicking and shuffling their feet and dance they where is that crap that's nothing you ever you do you ever run and jump over three friends and then land on your elbow and spin on your elbow and then land on your back on a piece of cardboard no then that ain't really dancing and oh well, record players what about a big giant boom box that blows out the dis- almost destroys the eardrum on the ear that you carry it near you ain't got no music records please you mean cassettes kind of crap is that record player you can't walk down the street with a record player you people are damn near cavemen weirdos what kind of games did you play well we used to play in the jacks and we used to jump rope jumping rope are you kidding me that ain't really fun real fun is sitting on a couch with a the computer crap in your lap with a bunch of stick figures pretend to guess are playing basketball and a bunch of stick figures that i guess are supposedly be playing football and a little mouth running around eating dots being chased by ghosts you know that's real games not that going outside breathing good air and having exercise crap real games is sitting on a couch getting soft and playing with some 
fake crap on a screen. Mom, you're weird. And that's how you feel as a kid. Fast forward 30 years now in my, my 40s and I'm hanging out with one of my nephews. And he goes, Uncle S, because he's playing a video game. And then he goes, did you have video games when you were my age? And I said, of course we had video games when I was your age. What do they look like? And I go, you know, I tried to describe it to him. And he's looking at me with that blank look like, what? And I said, okay, what's the newest, hottest, best game you got now? And he pulls out this double Warcraft, triple Warcraft, quadruple Warcraft with the doubleness and a quadruple sword with the three. And then you take the sword and you power up and then just chop this guy. And then what you could do is you could actually hold the phone to your face, scan in your face, and then it'd be your face will be on the guy. And then the guy will look just like you. And then you scan and you, then you record your own voice. And then the, the monster will have your voice in your face. And then you can go out and I'm going, monster has your voice in your face. And all this on the phone yes it's you know it's the newest greatest thing and the greatest thing of all time what would your video game look like and i went on youtube and i showed him pong and i showed him frogger and i showed him space invaders and i showed him atari football and atari basketball i showed him the little bit of i showed him the 1970s era handheld basketball games now if you don't know what i'm talking about when this segment is over i want you to or you can pause it pause the segment right now and look up 70s era handheld basketball games and note that it's all dots it's literally like dots and you have to maneuver dots between other dots because that dot is you that dot is a basketball player (laughs) and he saw that game and he went where's the basketball player and i said see that dot right there the darker dot of the all the dots and he go yes and i said well that's you and he goes what that's the that's the that's the video game with a bunch of dots and I said, well, we had video games on TV. He goes, well, yeah, let's forget the handheld game because that handheld game sucked. I mean, look at this. I can scan my face in and I'm the monster that I can scan my voice in. And then I'm the character. The character looks like me and sounds like me. And you just had dots. I mean, I'm sure that the games are a little bit better on TV. And I said, of course. And I showed him what it looked like on Atari football and basketball. And he goes, these are just, these look like hangman figures. It looks like two dudes, that, the, the two hangman characters with a square basketball and they can't even go side to side. They can just go forward and backward. They can't really jump or anything like that. And you're throwing a square into what looks like a stick with a block attached to the top of it in the front. And that's the basket. And I said, yes, it is. And he goes, oh God, that's not much better than the handheld game. Uncle, your games, you were my age. Your games stink. And I tried to explain to him, I said, listen, punk, at the time, that game that you're saying stink was the equivalent of what you're holding in your hand right now. How is it the equivalent of what I'm holding my hand right now? I mean, I could scan in my face and then the monster looks like me and I could scan in my voice and then the thing in the game, but you guess it just said that twice, punk. All I'm saying is that was the state of the art at the time. Before that, there were no video games at all. Well, how come they couldn't just skip over all of that crap and then just come straight to this right here that I had? Because, like, all of that is ridiculous looking. I mean, I can't even believe my... I mean, that is horrible. I said, you know what the evolution of electronics is? Don't you realize next year the video game that you're playing right now is going to stink compared to the one that comes out next year? I know, but it's going to stink, but at least it's going to be, I mean, even if I, next year, this is still going to be better than everything that came before. They get, they get, they get, they get, they get, they get, Do I love the bastard? Of course I do. Did I want to drop kick his ass? Yes, I did. But I didn't. 
because I don't actually drop kick people and I definitely don't drop kick children. I definitely don't drop kick children that are related to me. So what I did was I walked him outside and I pointed to him and I had one of the neighbor's kids drop kick him. <laughs> I did not do that. <laughs> I just spread rumors around the neighborhood and waited for one of the bullies to beat him down. <laughs> I also did not do that. But what I did was I found some of the video games. Because if you go, if you if you like video games, you can actually find, in some cases, you can find the video games from when I was a kid. And I mean, when little kid and some of the games that were around when I was a teenager, you can actually play them online. I found Donkey Kong online, the Coleco version of Donk, the Coleco Vision Donkey Kong. The I think it was like the mid, the early eighties, like eighty two or something like that. That game came out. So I was a little kid then. And uh, I I went to and he goes, and this is really this is what is this? He's just running. The monkey's throwing barrels down. Barrels don't even fall like that. I mean, this is. I mean, I mean, just. Hey, wait a second! I said, "Oh, you stink at this game." I do not stink at this game. I'm good at this game. I'm probably better at this game. I mean, my our games are more advanced than your game, so there's no way in the world I could be worse at a video game than you because your games are not as advanced as our games. Oh, really? How about a challenge, punk? I'm gonna walk out of this room for a half an hour. I'm gonna give you a half an hour to play that game. I haven't played that game since I was your age, which means essentially it's the equivalent of me not playing that game at all. All right, I'm gonna give you a half an hour straight of playing the game, and then when I come back, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna knock you out with my goodness. And I walk outside. I go downstairs. I turn on my laptop. I watch an illegally uploaded episode of Three's Company on YouTube. I mean, it takes more than a half an hour to watch the episode of uh, Three's Company on YouTube because it's the episode of Three's Company where Janet told her parents that she was actually married to Jack and Jack didn't want to act like he was married to Janet, but he did it because he's a friend of Janet. And in the episode, they had to sleep in the room together, but she didn't want to sleep in the in the bed with him because she's not really her guy. And it was the first time you got to see delicious Joyce DeWitt in a nighty. And in fact, Jack saw Joyce DeWitt's delicious body and went good nighty, 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 nighty. And I'm telling you, she looked awesome. I actually was more attracted to the herd than I was Chrissy. Granted, I wanted to bang the crap out of Chrissy too, but I really wanted to bang the crap out of Janet and that hasn't changed. Yes, I wanted to just really bang the crap out of Suzanne Summers, but I really wanted to bang the crap out of Joyce DeWitt and I really wanted to bang the crap out of Joyce DeWitt because this was the first time you got to see what she looked like in the nighty, and I always liked the way she looked in the clothes. I always thought she had a fantastic buttocks and delicious breasts. Granted, Suzanne Summers also had a fantastic buttocks and delicious breasts, but I thought that Joyce DeWitt's delicious breasts and fantastic buttocks were more attractive than Suzanne Summers' delicious breasts and delicious buttocks. But that's beside the point because it took me more than an hour because I kept, you know, watching the scene when she took off her robe and she was standing there in her nightie. Did she look real good in the 90s? The episode, I forgot what it's called. I think it's called Janet's Secret. It's an episode of Three's Company that's illegally uploaded on YouTube. You might want to go watch that before they take it down. But then again, if they take it down, somebody's going to put it right back up. Why? Because Joyce DeWitt's in a 90 and Jack Caesar and goes, good 90, 90, 90. And I said, good 90, 90, 90 myself. Granted, I didn't say good 90, 90, 90 when I saw her in that outfit when I was a kid because that episode came out in the 70s and I was a little boy and I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't, I, I mean, I knew I liked what I was seeing, but, you know, I, I was a little boy then, but now I'm, I see it again as an adult and I've actually had sex 
So I know what I can in my mind envision what it would be like to enjoy that delicious buttocks and breasts and what I would do with her. That's beside the point. Anyway, it took an hour. <laughs> I digress back upstairs. So I go back up the steps and I, as it turns out, I gave the punk an hour to play the game. Oh, no. But it doesn't really matter because back in the day, I actually destroyed that game. When I was a kid, when I was his age, I got so good at that game that it literally was impossible for me to lose a life on that game because I was so damn good. But it was years ago and that's basically like not doing it. And I come back upstairs and he's playing the game and he's frustrated. Ah, ha, ha. That's right. I sit down next to him and I look at him and I go, let's go, punk. It's on me versus you. That's right. If you win, I'll give you some ice cream. If you lose, I'll eat ice cream in front of you and laugh in your face. <laughs> I did not say that to him. <laughs> so we play the video game. And as it turns out, with the hour he, he has, he's pretty good at it. And I'm remembering how good I was back in the day when I was his age. And I'm thinking, I'm surely after one or two times, I'll jump right back to that level of skill and I'll crush the little punk. <laughs> well, I was wrong about that. The kid actually just whipped my ass on a game that came out when I was his age. And he's trash talking me while he whoops my ass on a video game. And I'm looking at him like this kid doesn't realize that he doesn't have his man strength yet. And all I got to do is just hold his arms together and make sure he misses his next life. And it wouldn't have mattered because I completely sucked. And I got my ass whooped by that kid that I love. But right now I want to kick him in his ass, but I won't do it because I love him. And he goes, you know what? That game was pretty good. It's still not as good as the games that I have right now, but it was pretty good. I'm sorry you suck at it. I mean, you said you were good at it once. I mean, you were really, really bad. And I went, ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if you know what that, you know, anybody that has ever said that when a kid said something when you wanted to drop kick the kid, but you won't drop kick the kid because you don't want to drop kick kids. You, you're thinking of drop kicking the kid, but you don't want to drop kick the kid, but you thinking i want to drop kick this kid but you don't that's the laugh <laughs> that's the i'm if you <laughs> want to drop kick you but you will never do it because you don't hit people and he walks out of the room well okay he comes over and he hugs you and said thanks for introducing me to your video games and i go no problem you're the best uncle in the world. And I said, you're the best nephew in the world. <laughs> and he walks out of the room and you're going, yeah, you're in the top four punk. <laughs> and the whole rest of the day before my sister came to get him, he's trash talking me about how he just did the whole love your best uncle crap. But that didn't stop him from going because essentially between when he saw the video game and played it and when he started playing his real video game from now, all of a sudden it went back to your game stink. I was just out there playing your games and I was all nice to you and stuff. But I realized after coming back to play this real game, I was wrong. Your game sucks. And I'm thinking, crap, punk. You little. Ooh. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm tired of your trash talk, punk. You know what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to tell your mom about bad stuff you did, and then you're going to get in trouble. And he's going, hey, I, but I didn't do anything bad. And I'm saying, I didn't say it was stuff you actually did. I'm just going to tell her you did bad stuff. But that's not fair, man, and life's not fair. Here's your first lesson. Remember when I showed you how to throw a punch and a duck a punch and all of that crap? That came in handy, didn't it? Yes. Well, this is also going to come in handy. What? Being blamed for crap you didn't do by people who get away with blaming you for crap you didn't do. It's called learning how to be in the real world. That's what's going to happen to you in the, in the real world, my friend. Somebody's going to blame you for crap you didn't do and you're going to get in trouble and you're not going to be able to prove you didn't do the crap and you're just going to have to deal with it for a while. But there's nothing. It doesn't matter if it's fair. You wouldn't make up stuff. Of course, I'm going to make up some stuff. I can't wait till my your mom, my sister gets back. I'm going to walk up to her and say, listen, I don't want to say anything. But uh, and then I'm going to wait. Well, I know what I'm going to tell her. You know, I left my wallet in the room and he took out twenty dollars in the wallet. I didn't want to say anything. But the, and then she's going to go into your piggy bank and take out twenty bucks that you've been saving. But wait a minute. That's not fair. I only got twenty dollars in there. Yeah, you should have thought about that before you started talking crap, punk. <laughs> I guess you're going to have to start all over again saving for that PlayStation, huh? <laughs> but that's not fair. Yeah, you should have thought about that before you started running your mouth, punk. And in fact, if you don't start apologizing right now, all of a sudden it's going to be, I can't believe he took $40 out of my wallet. How about that? But then I not only will not not have $20, I'll be $20 in the hole. Oh, really? Well, what about, I said, you know what? I don't know where he put it, but I had $100 in my wallet and I saw him taking it out. I didn't want to say anything, but I think he's got it. And then she's going to, but then she's going to go looking for the $100 and I won't have it and I'll get in real trouble. Oh, really? That's a shame, isn't it? You see, I have a reputation in this family for being honest and trustworthy. And much like an employee at a job who always does a good job, if something were to go wrong and it was pointed to him, he could go, sorry about that. And because of his long track record of being awesome, they'll go, you know what? You're so awesome. Not a big deal. Just be careful next time. And it'll go back to square one. They won't even hold it against that person, right? Well, it's going to be one of these. <laughs> oh, he took a hundred dollars and you're going to go, but I don't have the hundred. I don't have the hundred. And they're going to believe me, punk. You wouldn't do that. Oh, well, I, I'm not sure if I would do that or not. I don't know. All I know is my lawn needs mowing. There's the extension cord. Get it done, punk. And after you finish mowing the lawn, I finish mowing your lawn, punk. Oh, great. I'm really glad you did that i read I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you did that I'm, I'm, I'm really glad and i'm happy thank you very much because i was going to have to do it and i'm really you know but i'm still mad at you because of <laughs> the 60 dollars you stole from my wallet well, they didn't steal 60 dollars from my wallet really oh that's a shame I guess the hedges in the front need clipping, don't they? Uh, all right. And he goes and clips those and he comes back. And, okay, your hedges are clipped and everything is all clean and great. That's great. Not a problem. Okay, and I want to say right now, I'm very glad that you did that. I just wanted to teach you about hard work, but I'm still mad about the $30 you took from my wife. What do you want me to do next? Only thing left to do was the bathroom. I'm all, that's all I'm saying is the bathroom. I mean, I'm just saying the bathroom needs to be done. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm just saying the cleaning products are in the hallway right now, lined up by the front of the bathroom. 
And then he glows up and cleans the bathroom and comes, I'll get the bathroom clean. I'm going, this great. And know what's great about you is the simple fact that you're the kind of kid that would never steal money from anybody's wallet. All right, we're, we're even now. We're even now. <laughs> Why? Every time you do something to me, there's always a lesson in it. What is the lesson? The lesson is don't trash talk people more powerful than you, punk. That's the lesson. Now go play your video game on your stupid phone. Where's my phone? You don't have a phone? No. Guess you must have lost it. Is that my phone in your pocket? Of course not. <laughs> uh, I'm so sure of it. I mean, oh, I am so sure that your phone is not in my pocket. Oh, God. Is, there's no way my phone is in your pocket. There's also no way that I'm going to drive into town with my car that dirty. <laughs> All right. Man. Get it done, punk. And then he washes my car and I give him his phone back. And at that moment, all of a sudden, my sister comes in. Hey, baby, hey, baby, girl, what's going on? I hug my sister and he's looking at me all mad. And she goes, what's wrong with him? I said, I don't know. Is there anything wrong with you, punk? No. Good. Okay, wait in the car. I'll be out there in a minute. All right. Okay, what did you do to him? I just blackmailed him in the, in the cleaning up of doing my yard and all that shit and my bathroom. Oh, okay. Did you do the hundred dollar thing on him again? Yeah. Well, I didn't do him the last time. I just did that on his older brothers and, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, no, you always blackmail him into, into doing stuff for you. No big deal. Yeah, I'm good. You know, you remember you used to do that to me when we were younger? Yeah, I know that. I know that. You know what I mean? I used to blackmail when you were, you were younger. We were both kids. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> What's that you got there? Oh, this is this is one of those cheese um, um pizza pretzels that I got. Oh man, I I was gonna go get one of those today. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't really feel like driving that far to get it. Well, that's too bad because this is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would really like some of the cheese pretzels. No, I can't give you none of this cheese pretzel. This is all for me. I saved it. Oh really? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. It'll be a really. I you know it's really really weird as a uh, if my brother in law finds out that you were flirting with the guy across the street. I wasn't flirting with the guy across the street. Oh, you weren't, were you? Man, oh man, that pretzel looks good. Oh my God, you're still doing it. <laughs> Give me the pretzel. Now get out. You bastard. <laughs> Love you too, sis. <laughs> that's right. So that's a lesson for everybody around me, damn it. You'll do what I say or else because I got crap on all of you. Every last one of you. That's right. You listened to me on your phone. And while you were listening to me on your phone and enjoying segment one and enjoying the first part of segment two, this segment right here, I was going through your phones. You people are disgusting. The only thing in this phone you shouldn't be ashamed of is the app that lets you subscribe to the podcast that you're listening to right now first of all you dudes you weird bastards i can't believe you go to those websites you know and i know that you're probably going to go on your phone and it's going to it's going to look like i um made a copy of the addresses of those disgusting websites and i did not make a dis the copy of those disgusting websites so i could go and enjoy them later on myself <clears throat> I, I, I took a copy of those disgusting websites that you go to on your phone so I could block them on my phone so that, you know, the, my phone would not accidentally go to, you know, uh, www.blackchickswithlittletittiesandfatasses.com. I did that, that would, that website will not ever be on my phone. 
You know what I mean? Cause I, cause I, I, and then that other website, I have no interest in, in, at all in, 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 um, um, half black, half Asian MILFs. That, I don't even know what that is, but I know that I'm definitely not going to go to it later on today while I'm eating popcorn. <laughs> Oh God, I thought the first segment got weird and then I started doing this segment and this segment <clears throat> got even weirder and I, I think that I probably, I should probably end this segment as well because I pretty much embarrassed myself by admitting to blackmailing my relatives into doing stuff. So, um, <clears throat> um I'm, I'm segment over. Okay, my friends, I want to talk to you about something a little interesting here. And I need you to stick with me for a while because it's going to sound like I'm being an idiot, but it's going to make sense, you know, like every other segment I've ever done in life <laughs> on this show. You're at the supermarket. You're buying all your products and you notice how there's kind of a hierarchy with the products. Certain things you're super duper protective of and certain things you're not protective at all of at all. Your canned goods, if that shit falls on the floor, who cares, right? Even your vegetables, somebody knocks your, the, your cabbage in the bag, it gets knocked on the floor, it's still in the bag, who cares? Somebody hits your box of cereal and bends in the corner, who cares? But if somebody almost breathes on one of your eggs, hey, wait, wait, come on, man, don't breathe on eggs, air has weight, and if it's too much weight from the, from your breath, it'll hit the eggs and it'll crack the eggs, and watch the eggs, man, don't touch the eggs, no, man, no, <laughs> not the eggs, please, God, please, God, please, God, protect the eggs. You go out of your way to protect the eggs, you'll do anything to protect the eggs, right, you drop anything else on the floor, here's your reaction, oh, your can hits, it's about to hit on the floor, oh, can hit the floor. Right? Your eggs about to hit the floor. Oh my God, sweet God, sweet Jesus, please grab the baby and throw the baby so the, the eggs will land on the baby. The baby will heal, but the eggs will not heal. Please, I know she's an infant. Throw her on the floor where the eggs are going to land. Throw her. There you go. See? Yeah, I know the baby's crying, but the baby will be all, all right. So the baby will be all right. So the baby hit the floor. So what? But what's more important is the baby hit the floor and the eggs landed on the baby and the damn eggs did not crack. <laughs> okay, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but you get the point. You ever seen yourself when you go outside, you forget which bag the eggs are in and you're putting stuff into the and you're putting stuff into the trunk and you will go through every bag meticulously to make sure that you don't crush the eggs. You know, the dollar ninety nine eggs that even if you crush them, you could go to the corner store on your block and buy them. They'll be two ninety nine. But who cares? You could still get them. They're the same damn eggs just marked up by the store. Doesn't matter. But you will make sure you do everything in your power to make sure nothing ever happens to those eggs. You'll fight those eggs. You'll drive and make sure you don't hit speed bumps. You hit speed bumps at two miles an hour, even. No, they said you can hit them at five miles an hour. You'll drive on any road that's smooth to make sure that you don't bump anything in your, in, your, in, your, in your damn trunk to make sure they don't hit the eggs. That's how much we protect eggs. When you were a kid, you know, I think this is before my time, but it would, when it, you would have those classes where, you know, home economics or whatever, and they'd give you an egg and they'd pair you off with the girl in the classroom. And then you'd have take turns holding onto the egg for a week. Monday, you have it. And Tuesday, you have it. And Wednesday, you have it. And Thursday and all that crap. And you bring it back Friday and you have to make sure the egg's not cracked. It has to be in good condition. It's a way to have you pretend to be a parent and you have to nurture and protect the egg. Don't touch the egg. Watch the egg. Oh, God, don't drop the egg. Watch the egg. Don't breathe on the egg. Don't squeeze the egg. Hammer the egg slowly. Don't throw the egg. <laughs> you protect the the egg at all costs and that's how we always feel about eggs protect the egg protect the egg protect the egg but if you really think about it if you have a life's calling 
something you need to do, something you feel like you were born to do, something that makes you happy. And in my case, something that, you know, that you do for a living or whatever, you, you got to, it's your dream, man. And your dream is like that egg. See how you go and protect that egg at all costs? But we don't protect the dreams that we have like that, do we? I mean, we have the American dream. And you figured we'd all protect that like we protect an egg, right? And if we protected that like we protect an egg, if we really protected it like that, then there's a whole lot of people that would not be running for presidents or trying to get into the House of Representatives or getting into the Senate or getting into local government who would be there because those are the kind of people that are professional egg crackers now they won't crack the eggs of people that have a lot of money they'll go out of their way to protect those eggs they'll use police and army to protect those eggs but your eggs fuck them they'll drop kick your eggs they'll juggle with your eggs they'll throw your eggs against the wall they don't care why because they're your eggs and your eggs don't mean shit to them but that's beside the point we'll stay away from that and we'll go back to our personal eggs we don't protect them do we think about it there's something you've been wanting to do your entire life it means everything to you and everybody around you shows you that that egg that's important to you that you're trying to nurture that you walk around slowly with it in your hand isn't that important they see you carrying that egg. I'm speaking metaphorically, you bastards. You, they see you carrying that egg. And they'll say, hey, catch this heavy object in your hands that you're using to hold the egg. Hey, man. And you hold the egg and you, you barely move the egg out of the way and you catch that heavy object. Stop throwing things at me, Dad, but I'm trying to protect my egg. Oh, yeah, yeah, your little egg there. Okay, well, yeah, yeah whatever. You're walking slowly through the house. You're holding your egg in both hands because you want to get it up the steps safely. Right? And they run up to you. Ha ha ha. Punching the arm that's holding the egg. They almost dropped my egg. Oh, sorry about that, man. That little egg thing. Whatever. Ha ha ha. That's kind of what it feels like. You're trying to protect that egg and everyone's not paying attention to the fact that that thing you're holding in your hand is precious to you. They behave in ways that let you know that that egg, that's your dream, doesn't matter as much to them. They're not actively going, I'm going to bust that egg out of his hand. Fuck them. But they aren't taking into account how you're trying to nurture the egg. The egg takes time. You know, a hen sits down on the egg, keeps it warm. It takes time for the egg to hatch, but it can't hatch if you can't put it where it's warm. And where it's warm is inside of hard work, inside of t time, inside of persistence, inside of actively moving in a positive direction. That's the warmth that makes the egg hatch. But you can't have all of those things happening if people are taking up a lot of your time. They know you're trying to nurture that egg and they know you got to keep that egg warm, but the egg's starting to get a little bit cold, dangerously cold. Why? Because everybody wants you to do something that's not nurturing that egg. Anything that's not nurturing that egg, they want you to do it. And then when you try to tell them, okay, that's enough. I got to go back and make that egg a little warmer. Hey, look at you like you're an asshole. Look at this guy. I can't believe he doesn't want to help. People keep encroaching and they'll keep pushing and pushing and taking more and more of your egg time away. But there's got to come a point where you're going, you know what? Fuck y'all. 
I got to keep this egg warm. And if you think I'm an asshole, too bad. Because once this egg hatches and it starts to turn into something, all of a sudden you will be the first people coming up to me talking about, can I have some scrambled eggs? Because you got so much. Can I have some chicken? Because you got so much. And you're going, you know, I wouldn't have that. I'd have even more if you douches hadn't kept me from egg nurturing time because some of the eggs died, you bastards. So I say that to say this. I'm trying to nurture my egg right now. And I know just like anybody else, there's certain people, places and things you gotta have to stay away from because they're taking up your egg time. They're making you stay away and making letting your egg get cold. Well, you know what? I've already been in that situation. I've already had one egg cracked completely. You know, I've been in a couple of relationships in a row and I had this egg that I was trying to nurture. It's essentially the same egg I'm trying to nurture. Now, I'm so blessed and so thank you, thankful that I have another opportunity and another egg, which is an even better egg than the one I had before. But... I remember what happened last time when I allowed needing to be in an unhealthy relationship take away from my egg time. I know what it's like to have certain people around me who take up too much of my time and don't give a damn that they're taking up so much of my time. Take away from my egg time. I know what it's like. I know the signs and I know that you sometimes have to behave in a way that lets them know, no. I got to nurture this egg. They're going to think you're an asshole. They don't think anything of your egg. They don't think your egg's that important because it's not their egg. They don't, they probably don't even have an egg. They don't even understand the concept of an egg. So how can they think the egg's important? But you know the concept of the egg and you know how important it is to keep it warm. So Sometimes you got to just go, no. And there are people around you that are going to think you're an ass. They're going to think maybe you're mean. You're so mean. I know you need. To, I, I know you got that little egg. They'd be dismissive of it. You got that little egg thing that you go. Mm-hmm. You know, the odds of hatching one of those eggs. I mean, oh, God, I know you got to go do your little egg thing. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, they give you they give you all of that attitude because you have the nerve to want to nurture your egg. Well, let me tell you what my egg is. And I'm sure you have one too. My egg is getting my body back in shape, which means not eating a lot of crap, which means instead of having conversations with people on the phone or going certain places, I got to work out. My egg is getting back to being one of the best stand-up comics in the world. I'm going to be that again. And you know how I'm going to do that? By nurturing my egg. By working on this act that I'm putting back together. Granted, I shouldn't say back together because it's all new material, but you get the point. My egg is this podcast, which I love more than just about anything else. And the fact that I like to do it and the fact that there's a bunch of people that listen to this crap. These are the things in my egg, among some other things that I won't get into, but you'll find out about them soon enough. 
And it came a time recently where people were encroaching and encroaching and encroaching on my time to the point where they almost made me not able to record my podcast at a time that I have scheduled to record record my podcast because it's the only time I have enough time to record my podcast. And all of a sudden, oh, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And I'm going, no, because if I did the things they asked me to do, there would be no podcast this week. If I did the things that they asked me to do, my stand up that I'm working on, that's important to me, as important as this podcast, as important as anything else to me, I'd be behind even more than I am now because of other encroachments on my time. If I did the things the other people wanted me to do, I would be eating a whole lot of crap and stupid 7-Elevens up and down the road instead of eating good stuff. I wouldn't have time to work out. And of course, if I did all of those things that other people wanted me to do that they don't think is a big deal, I would be letting my egg get cold. And I remember what it felt like when my egg cracked when that happened before. I went a year and a half without even picking up a microphone when I lived in Los Angeles. I was working at a regular job and trying to make sure that a relationship that I should have never been in in the first place, or at the very minimum, I should have behaved in a different way or maybe picked a different person or maybe had a discussion about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and made a discussion, uh, decisions on a relationship earlier. I was so worried about that that I let my egg get colder and colder and colder. I'd gotten in shape and I wasn't going to the gym because now I had to go to this stupid job that I should have gotten a better job. I should have worked harder and the egg got colder and colder and colder. And eventually it got colder and eventually it fell out of its pouch, landed on the ground and cracked. And I had nothing. Didn't have the relationship anymore. Got heavy again. And I wasn't a good comedian for a short period of time, maybe a couple years. I wasn't bad, but I wasn't good. And I remember what that felt like. I remember being able to stand there. I remember standing on stage and people looking at me because I still had the confidence of being one of the best comics in the world. I still had the confidence of it. I still had the, the, the swag. They didn't have the word swag back then, but you get the point. But I couldn't remember the punchlines because I hadn't practiced them. And I hadn't had my stage timing was so off that I wasn't able to ad lib and create things like I was able to, like I'm normally capable of doing. And when I went home, there was no girlfriend there and I didn't have any money. Granted, the money thing hasn't changed. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, actually not kidding that much. Anything like I'm rich now. I'm just a regular dude. But I remember what what that felt like to have that egg looking down at the ground and it's busted open and there's nothing I can do to save it. I remember that feeling. And I never will allow myself to feel that way again. So this egg is warm right now. I'm sitting on it. And whenever somebody tries to get too close to, to, you know, too close to the egg in a way that I think will be damaging or if they try to get me to not sit on this egg and nurture it and keep it warm I say no can't do it and I know they think I'm an ass I know because I'm not making myself available 24-7 to people for stuff that either can wait 
or they could do themselves or they have the option of getting someone else to do it. Oh no, this egg is not going to be cracked under any circumstances and this egg will not, not be warm. Oh no, never. I'm hatching this mother sucker. Oh yeah. So, I don't know whether it's a hobby. I don't know. I mean, not not for me. I'm talking about you. I don't know if there's a hobby, something that makes you feel good, something that you love to do. Maybe you love to paint. Maybe you love to play guitar. Maybe you love to dance. Maybe you just want to sit down and just chill. Something that makes you happy. There are going to be people that don't think it's important. And they're going to encroach and encroach and encroach. They're going to get in the way. And they may not even mean any harm. Maybe this may just be the kind of people that you can't do favors for because they don't know when to stop asking. I don't know. But remember, it's your egg. Your egg. And if you don't want it cracked, keep egg crackers away from it. And if you don't want it to get cold and die, don't let anybody take you away from the egg. You got to sit on it until it hatches. That's all I'm saying. That makes sense, right? Of course it does. Uh, let me stand up because this egg, you know, eggs are weird shaped. I'm actually sitting on the egg right now and I should have turned it to the side. I was sitting on it, but you know, the egg has the, the big round part at the bottom and the kind of pointy top at the t- pointy part at the top. I've been sitting on this egg for about 12 hours now and my ass is starting to hurt. I probably should have turned it on the side because it's more comfortable to sit on the egg when it's on the side. Hold it a second. Ah, there we go. I've now put the egg on its side. Yeah, I think I'll sit on it this way. Either way, I'm going to sit on this egg. And ain't anybody going to get me off of it. Oh, no. So don't let anybody get off, get you off your egg. And don't let any egg crackers near it. You dig? Of course you do. Ha <laughs> ha. Segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number two, two, four of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And I'm going to thank you very, very much for coming back and listening to this crap. Much love to you all. Much love to you in every country. I used to list the countries, but now there's more countries, you know, and granted, in some of the countries, there's a small amount of people listening. But I don't mind that. I'm glad you're listening. Get more people, you bastards. And then uh, <laughs> that's right at your mission. I know there's a few in some of the countries, there's a few people listening. And it's your job to get more people listening to this crap, you bastards. <laughs> and in the country where there are a lot of people listening, it's still your job to get even a lot, a lot of people listening. Damn it. That's right. It's, I'm going to need you to keep getting people to listen to this crap so you can make me famous and powerful so I can then begin to treat everyone in the world like crap (laughs) I will not do that my friends please follow me on social media at S. Anthony Thomas is my personal Twitter at S. Anthony says is the Twitter for this show please follow me on the podcast Revolution Network oh yeah I'm there too Potter and family thank you very much for all of your support I'm also on Instagram. Surprisingly enough, look for me by my name as Anthony Thomas. Guess what? I'm on Snapchat and you'll never guess how you can find me. (laughs) Exactly. By my name as Anthony Thomas one. And uh, I'm everywhere, baby. If you want to be, if you're on Facebook, look up S. Anthony says that's the name of this show. That's the name of that page. And it's a verified page. So, you know, it's actually me. Oh, yeah. Verified. Your turn, Twitter. 
I'm verified on Facebook. What's what you punk bastards? Verify my punk ass, damn it, you bastards. It's about time, damn it. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Once again, guys, thank you very, very much for listening to the show. Much love to you all. I am S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is episode number 224. And to me, it doesn't matter whether you're listening to you me on your car when you're riding on a lawnmower if you're on a treadmill it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i'm just glad to be in your phone and be in your ears and i'm gonna say it the same way i say it every time when i leave this show and i want you to say it with me you know what i'm talking about are you ready on the count of three one two three s anthony out